There's always an opportunity to be a better us for this world. So claim it! It's time to develop me for we. Happy morning everyone! I'm Steph Saison, your host. It's been a bit over two months since my last episode, but this brave you, book preview, and review is on point to what I've been struggling with and going through. I personally make it a consistent practice to look back so I can look forward toward the right direction with the right attitude. Currently, I've been doing a ton of different projects, from my day job to volunteer work to side hustles and consulting in this podcast. It becomes a tiring process to just keep my mind engaged, alert, and just always ready to be squeezed out for creative juices to be sold as what quality lemonade or orange juice or what have you. And that's why... I am excited to share with you guys this amazing deal that I got from Big Bad Wolf. So woo, shout out to all those who went last month. Yay, go bookworms. Um, so I was there on the first day and I browsed for five hours. Yes, that long because I really made it a point to one, take my time to browse, select, read through books that I wasn't going to buy and just ultimately enjoy. And two, stick to my 1,000 pesos only budget because I have so many books that are left unread. And you know, my final computation was 1,000 pesos to exact. I have a screenshot to prove it. <laughs> and unsurprisingly, if you know me, one of the first books that caught my eye was this one. Since I've been adjusting to my being well-rested, chill, and grounded self even through this fast-paced world we live in, I didn't want to be getting writer's block or be creatively dry, lead me to burning out and ultimately just being unforgiving of myself. As the episode title states, this book is called I Want to Be Creative by Harriet Griffey. And just a heads up, I might be butchering a lot of names here because uh, I'm just really unfamiliar with how to say it properly. So Harriet has an interesting background and I can see how she's really apt to be the writer of this book. Currently, she's a journalist, writer, and author of numerous books on health like the I Want series, Sleep, Calm, Organized, Happy, Confident, and this one, Creative. And she has other books as well. The Art of Concentration, How to Get Pregnant, and Give Your Child a Better Start. She's originally trained as a nurse and is an accredited coach with Youth at Risk UK. So she knows what she's talking about when she writes and broadcasts regularly on health and health-related issues. So the format of Harriet's book of this one, and I would safely assume the rest of her I Want to Be series, is a crash course on creativity. It's unassuming of the reader's knowledge and background on creativity and hence begins with the defining of creativity in the first place, which I really appreciate as the reader. With the subtitle of this book stating, Thinking, loving, and working more creatively, it develops the progression of the book seamlessly. So everyone can be creative, everyone uses creativity, and everyone needs it. This crash course is just really a curation of quotes, ideas, and best practices. So it's really not that typical kind of book that I would read that are just full blocks of plain text. And at the end, she also has an appendix section with further reading resources and useful websites, which I also appreciate. So again, this book is a crash course. It's a short book, but it has a ton of different topics that can actually be books on their own. 
but since there are a lot of sections and I don't want this brave view to be hefty long as I go through each and every individual section, we would just be overlapping the sections that communicate the things that I want to highlight. The beginning of the book clearly lays down the foundational beliefs we need to understand in order to proceed. She says, we are all capable of creativity. Whatever we do and however we live our lives, just as long as we are open to imagination and are flexible about new ideas and possibilities. I resonate with this quote she places by John Hegarty, founding creative partner of Bartle Hoggle Boggle Hegarty. Creativity isn't an occupation, it's a preoccupation. It invents, perfects, and defines our world. It explains and entertains us. We need to understand that creativity is something we're all capable of is, and is applicable in all situations. It's not just for <clears throat> graphic designers or songwriters who use creativity on a daily basis. Creativity is actually necessary even if you're like an Excel master creating an automated sheet or strategic planner brainstorming and problem solving. Edward Bono, psychologist, writer, and pioneer of lateral thinking says, Creativity involves the breaking out of established patterns in order to look at things in a different way. And that's why, another quote, to think creatively, we must be able to look afresh at what we normally take for granted. As perfectly put by George F. Neller, author of The Art and Science of Creativity. So the breaking out of patterns and exploration process is necessary. I remember having so much excuses when I needed to work or write. Like, the environment or atmosphere isn't conducive, oh, I don't have my orange highlighter with me, or dang, I'm listening to a playlist that's not my usual work-workout playlist. And I thought all, all those elements would be able to create this perfect conducive environment for me to just imagine, produce, and create. But nope, actually, instead of being in the zone, I got stuck. Excuses kept pouring in when the perfect setup was just missing one tiny detail. And Harriet shares that <clears throat> the first space to create is the one inside your head. This starts with a frame of mind that can accept the amount of work it takes to realize a greater creativity, whether in your work, personal, or artistic life. So it's not just really that physical space. What I needed was the breaking of pattern. So I went to a park instead or a different cafe, and from there I produced something different. But it was different good. And she has actually a lot of sections on creative processes, like in coming up with ideas and seeking inspiration. And this seeking of inspiration is actually all around us. Like, ideas are all around us. As you know how to find it, as long as you know how to find it. When you seek inspiration everywhere, you really have to be intentional with going out. And that's why I like going to malls or go to nature, window shop, or just really taking a walk. Because through this you'd be able to observe a lot of different things reflect on a lot of things and actually use a journal to note all those down so if you haven't been convinced yet by the past episodes to start journaling i hope you do starting today so you can actually even access other people's creativity to spark your own like through a podcast or a book or through listening to music it's really just even if you 
are predisposed to a certain form of creativity over another, don't restrict your access to the others just because you're a visual or audio learner. This juxtaposition can actually inform, enhance, and contribute to creativity. So contradictory ideas mix and match. Think of it as like cross-pollination and being interdisciplinary. It just makes it more holistic that way. And aside from that, you can actually talk to the person beside you. Harriet shares a section on collaboration. Also, since, you know, it's so common for us right now to spend so much time inside our own little bubbles, bubbles, especially because we have our phones and social media now that we forget the value of interaction and exchange. She shares this quote by Akram Khan, dancer and choreographer. Go on a journey with someone who is as different to you as chalk and cheese. I am inspired by the way dialogue between two different bodies, two different minds, two different ways of expressing a single idea. So the tossing of ideas can really bring us places. And that's the beauty of brainstorming, but manage brainstorming because it can be a time waster. As you recall all those flashbacks on meetings that were just supposed to be an email. And from that self-sabotaging situation I've shared a while ago regarding my perfect working environment, the next part is where I really resonated with the most. The book has this juicy section on what inhibits creativity, and the first was self-censorship. Having these thoughts of, oh, it's impossible, I don't know how to do it, I'm not good enough, all those uh, whiny different kinds of thoughts and excuses. One of the core features of creativity is actually exploration, a willingness to try, and an acceptance that sometimes it won't necessarily go the way that you plan, and you won't always succeed. But to be honest, this is a blessing because sometimes we don't even know what we need towards success. We didn't think that maybe a bunch of these shapes or colors would have made sense or even looked good. This line reassured me. Remind yourself that creativity is both a process and a means to an end. How you get there is not written in stone, nor does it have to be done in a particular way. And the only inhibition is an internal rather than an external voice. Another way of um, inhibiting creativity is actually functional fixedness. So similarly to the first one, it's just because from the way we think, we're just too rigid or inflexible. We're stuck with the idea that there's only one way to approach something or use an object. And just thought psychology, like only using it for its purpose originally designed, can limit us. I like Harriet's example of an infant playing with a plastic tea strainer. Is it a hat? Is it a ball? What can I do with it? And we all need this, that wonder. It's so nice to have wonder. Wonder is discovery. If you know the book, The Little Prince, I love how it just says that uh, adults are so boring because they don't like to ask questions. They don't want to explore. They don't want to enjoy. This is the same principle. It's not just a hat. Please look at the drawings. Then another is simply um, something that we've already touched on in episode 6 and 11, the fear of failure. Writer's block or the fear of a blank page, fear of failure or fear of others' lack of approval or even ridicule. All this just falls under that. This quote by Rebecca Solnit, writer and social commentator, summarizes this well. 
So many of us believe in perfection, which ruins everything else. Because perfection is not only the enemy of the good, it's also the enemy of the realistic, the possible, and the fun. So let's be clear, alright? Perfection isn't attainable. Don't aim for it. Don't, don't try to work your way towards perfection because you'll never get it. Creativity is a process of exploration. Then nothing can be perfect. And this is not what you're trying to achieve anyway. The pursuit of perfection is just a disguise for insecurity or a desire for recognition from others. So stop thinking about what others think. Create and be messy. And yeah, that whole process is beautiful. I like how Harriet explains that music would be very limited if everyone sounded and wanted to sound like Mozart. So start the process of exploration with no attachment to the idea of perfection because there's a huge difference between aspiring to someone else's ideal of perfection and making your own unique contribution. There's also this other quote by Tamara Rojo, artistic director and principal dancer of the English National Ballet. To be truly inspired, you must learn to trust your instinct and your creative empathy. Without those, you can still give a good technically performance, but it will never be magical. So that's her saying there's no heart in the art if we just try to be technically perfect. I recall something similar in my first preview, It's Not Supposed to Be, be This Way by Lisa Turkers, on how we as people appreciate paintings even if there is like something off, like about the smile or the shape or color, because it's just been touched by a person, it's been made by a person, and it's in the imperfect nature of the art that makes it beautiful. Harriet includes a quote as well by Mark Rothko, painter. A painting is not a picture of an experience, it is an experience. And that's what draws us to these imperfect things. So in light of that section, focusing on the perfectionist in us, we need to be freeing our minds through the benefits of boredom, daydreaming, and procrastination. I personally like being busy, but being busy doesn't always equate to being productive. And it's actually good to not feel like you need to fill all that noise. That lull of activity, that's actually an opportunity to engage with your thoughts and see where your thoughts would take you. More thinking time is just more time to develop your ideas. Take your foot off that metaphorical accelerator. It's not the same as putting your foot on the brake, so it's you coasting. This is the necessary pause button that your creative subconscious is seeking. As Homer, author of the Iliad and Odyssey said, there is a time for many words, and there is also a time for sleep. So try to remind yourself that, that you need this also to be part of your creative process. The latter part of the book is also interesting as Harriet creates targeted sections for music, art, writing, and even sports. Some lines that I resonated with that I'd like to highlight and give some insights to, and just letting you know in advance that most of this are on writing, my bias, <laughs> listen to what you can't understand, even if you don't understand. Um, and two other quotes on writing. Just start scribbling. The first draft is never your last draft. Nothing you write is by accident. By Guy Garvey, musician. Another by Jane Smiley, a writer. Every first draft is perfect because all the first draft has to do is exist. So I really needed to read those two lines because 
I went into writing just fearing on what to write. I sometimes just look at my laptop and just give up on writing because I didn't know how to say it properly. And when I look at it, it read like trash. <laughs> and I forget that the first draft is really that space for me to be messy and just put all that ideas out there so that I can further refine it to be the beauty that it has the potential to be. But it won't have that potential if it's never there in the first place. So that's why it's so important to keep a notebook, place your ideas, words that you want to include, phrases, references, sites, sounds, names, or more ideas. And if, again, you're not convinced yet to journal, now's really the time. And another thing on writing is writing to be pu published. So rejection will always be part of the process. And if you're rejected without a reason, don't expect your hand to be held. So it's really just continually encouraging yourself that it's okay. You don't need to be bothered by people's approval because what you have created is art in itself. And if it's hard to start up that process in creating, Harriet recommends this daily practice of writing every day, of creating every day. Work on it even if you don't want to and you don't know what to do or write. And speaking of that daily practice, she actually ends this book with an on-point section on tenacity and discipline. And she's really just reminding us that putting in hard work is necessary even when it comes to creativity. So it will take energy, no doubt about it, and it will require single-mindedness. She defines tenacity as sticking with something, and it's part of the discipline involved in being creative. You don't give up on your first hurdle. Being creative is work. Some of what it takes to be creative is also work. So it's a means to an end, not just the end itself, but also the means to that end that you desire. So she closes this book with these two quotes. Creativity requires the courage to let go of certainty by Eric Fromm, writer. And creativity takes courage, Henry Matisse, artist. And indeed, it's not easy being creative, but anyone can be creative. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Imagine us as humans. We're set apart from trees and animals and we have this ability to think, reason, and create as we're made in God's image. And I don't know anyone more creative than God. Like, think of all the numbers of species a flower or an animal has or how each fingerprint or snowflake is just unique on its own. I cannot even fathom how us as people can manage to do that creative work that God just keeps doing without frying our brains or burning out into crisp. So just be encouraged. As Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Not only is this affirming our worth and value but also our identity and purpose so huh, i just feel so loved right now by god and just more than ready to create so are you ready to create <laughs> thanks for taking the time to listen to this preview do you guys have suggestions as to what you want me to do a preview next 
I just really enjoy devouring books and I have a long trip ahead so I'd have time to read. So if you have suggestions, you guys can get in touch with me through my Instagram at Sasaison or if you want to connect formally, you can search me up on LinkedIn and even email me at developmeforwe at gmail.com for whatever, even partnerships. Again, this is Steph Saison. Don't forget to make the time to take the time for whatever God is asking you to do right now. Happy morning and see you guys in the next episode.